Welcome to You're Still Away. We're two bogey golfers, and this is the year we get good at golf. No more regretting golf trips because our games don't hold up. No more getting frustrated when we're supposed to be having fun. This year, we're on a quest to slash our handicaps in half. Let's check in and see how we're doing. Hey, what's going on, Willie? Yo, what up? So you shoot a 43 and you got a little pep in your step, a little different tone in the the, voice. The world has changed, William. The world (laughs) has changed. This is the turning point, my friend. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The turning point. The point when you get it all figured out. Well, unfortunately, I've come to realize that that, that's never the case. But (laughs) let's think about it. Last episode, um, we were both bemoaning our scores that we scored at Stonebridge. We both had some serious uh, equitable stroke control situations where we had right. to uh, adjust our scores down for, for our handicaps. You know, basically we realized we couldn't cut it in the Mexican leagues and um, we had to recommit to playing smart golf. And, um, you know, we were chatting about that a lot. You were talking about we're going next week is the first major we're, we're going, I don't want right. to say where yet we've, you know, that's, that's next episode, but um you were saying we might have already said where but we probably have who knows (laughs) i can't keep track of it all man um but uh you did say you're gonna play the scoring method when we go there 36 holes so uh do you still think that that's something you're gonna do you know i kind of forgot that i said that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i'm going to i was actually looking at um a little I don't want to say yardage book because it's not that, but you know, kind of like a little mini yardage book on their website today. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Pictures of yeah. all the holes, yardages. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I was looking at Blue Golf. Did you did you check out that thing I sent you? It actually has I, like an interactive. I mean, it's not like it doesn't. It's not the exact layout of the hole. Like the, like I shouldn't say it is the exact layout of the hole, but it doesn't have all like the bunkers and creeks and stuff like that. But it okay. is like the, the layout and the yardage, and you can kind of like adjust this thing and see how far check, you hit your drop there. yeah it was pretty cool so i mean honestly i looking at it there might be like one par five i could reach into and it has a creek in front of it so at that point it's like why even bother and on the other right. ones why stress about trying to pound a driver if it's going to be a three-shot hole anyway dude i think in our conversations this week you know talking about how horrific it was at stonebridge last weekend we've realized that we just need to play within ourselves. We need to play our own game and, and trying to hit driver almost off of almost every tee. Not even like we were overly aggressive or egotistical. We just didn't think it was just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to hit driver. That's what you do. And, you know, I, I think a big part of the shift in my mentality is I'm looking at, I'm looking at bogey as par. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Why hit, you know, I might hit driver on a few holes there, depending on how wide they are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I think know. you should always feel, you know, how it's going. Is it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. what hole is it? How wide open is it? Does it play to your shot shape? You know, things like that. But at least there's some thought behind that instead of just yes. give me driver and pounding it over, you know. Yes. Cause that's what I did at Stonebridge. Just grab driver and hit it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. And it's silly. And I don't mean to suggest I'm never going to hit driver, right? Like I'm working on my driver. I'm trying to get good at my driver. I'm trying to get to a point where I can hit it 230, 240 and keep it in play, right? It doesn't have to be center of the fairway, but I do have to have a decent approach shot. And if I'm going to put it in the woods 
even if it's playable and I can punch out for dough or whatever, um, I'm still costing myself strokes. So I'm not abandoning driver forever. Like you said, I might even use it a few times, you know, in a round tomorrow, but I am recognizing that it's not my strongest club. And that if I have to take three shots to get to the green on a par four, it's not the end of the world. And if I actually want my scores to come down, that's key. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, especially for us, if you're going to be shooting 95, 102, whatever it is, hey, is this for everybody? No. If you're out there hitting 81s, you're, you're doing something better than what I'm yeah. doing. But yeah. for me to get to next level, at least score wise, that's what has to happen. Yep. And then as, like you said, I, I'm not declaring I'm never going to hit driver and this is the only way you can play golf. I wish I could go out there and hit it 260 relatively straight enough to find it but those are the things that you have to work on outside of being on the course right and you have to learn you know when to use them when to you know you know work on those things and bring them in instead of just you know either one never practicing you know and then trying it anyway and then you know mm -hmm. i think the timing of it is you know is big you know try to you know work on these new things and know when to when to bring them to a course you know yeah, one one hundred percent. It's tough. You know, you, you shouldn't be taking short game shots that you've never practiced. And yeah, you know, exactly. not that I've never practiced driver, but look, at the end of the day, it's just not good enough yet. It's just not mm -hmm. good enough yet. I want it to be, but it's not. And it's my yeah. ego that's making me pull it. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put the ego down. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I knew what it was. I mean, because that that round your birthday round where we only played nine, I think it was episode mm -hmm. two, because it was so slow. I mean, I was hitting driver great that day. Right. I mean, I could literally go forget even the next day, I can go to the next nine and it's gone. I wish I right. knew why that would happen. I mean, <laughs> when I'm hitting it consistent, yeah, it's great, but there's just, and, and maybe that's just golf. You know, there's just days where I just can't that, hit it. And I, I wish those days were over, but they're not. And I have to learn and, to accept that. And, and you know what? Those days are never over. And I think that's the right. key, right? I think it's our ego saying, if I stop hitting driver now, I've admitted defeat. And that's simply not the case, right? You just have to say like, okay, I don't have driver today. Right. So I'm going to hit a different club. And I got to play a different strategy. I, I'm not going to be able to hit it 250 out there and, and have nice, easy approaches. I'm yeah. And I mean, that's the great different. thing. Yeah. That's the great thing about the game too. I mean, you know, so you don't have driver that day, figure out something out, you know, yeah. you know, play with the game you got that day and go shoot a good score. Uh, yep. You know, just cause you're not hitting driver. doesn't mean you can't go yeah. shoot, you know, an 89 for us, yeah. you know, I mean, come on now. There, there's a story Tom, uh, Tom Watson tells, I think he was playing with, with Jack Nicholas. I don't remember what tournament was. I think it was like the PGA championship, like in the, in the like early to mid eighties. And, um, you know, Jack's obviously known as being not just a great golfer, but like a, a highly disciplined golfer. And he was really long off the tee. And I guess like the second hole, he just snap hooked one into the woods, like just a brutal snap hooked it. And Watson was like, it's the worst tee shot I ever saw Nicholas hit. He's like, but the amazing thing was, is he did not hit the driver again, the rest of the round. He, he just left the driver in the bag, the rest of the round. It yeah. was like an 8,000 yard course. You know, it, it was a murderous, right. rough, long course. And he did had he the it? discipline. I don't think he had the, I don't know if he won the tournament or not, but the, that round, he survived that round. He played well enough to, to continue on in the tournament. I, I don't know if he ended up winning the tournament or not, but 
neither here nor there. He had the discipline to just be like, driver's not here today. Right. And if Jack Nicholas can say driver's not here today, I can certainly say driver's not here today. Yeah. I mean, there was that other thing I sent you. Who was it? Zach Johnson? It couldn't have been Lee Westwood because he doesn't have a major. But the, oh yeah, the, the text you sent me the other day. Yeah, yeah. Johnson, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he decided if he had anything. What was it? More than a five iron? Into... Anything more than a five iron in on a par five at Augusta, he was going to lay up. Yeah, and he went. He won the Masters that year. Right, and he went. Wound 11, up laying up every time. Because... A, he he laid up every time. All mm-hmm. all sixteen, I guess, par fives. Right, so four par fives a day, four days. He laid up on every single one and he shot 11 under on the par fives. Yeah. So again, you know, not right for everybody, not right every day. Some people call it boring. Some people got to let the big dog eat, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. But for me right now, that is just not the case. So yes, I'm going to do story method on our first major coming up. I was thinking about since we're playing 36, we're going to play the green whatever second tee boxes and then we're going to move up in the afternoon right so i was thinking of you know play scoring method for 18 just see how it goes be very disciplined and then move up a tee box and play regular aggressive because there might be some par fives that i could hit too or there might you know might be a real short par four not Mm -hmm. that i'm going to drive it but you know maybe like driver wedge or something just to see what happens and see you know, maybe maybe one's a ninety and the other's a hundred, uh, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's an awesome idea because because you know we've teed it forward a few times and I'm a big I'm a big fan of it. it. It's fun. It just changes the game up a little bit. You know, you're taking different clubs off the tee or you're hitting the same clubs and your approaches are much shorter or whatever the deal might be. It's a lot of fun to play the different, especially if you're going to play 36. In, in yeah, especially day. on the same day, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that, you know, there's really no two golf shots are the same, but I don't know. You got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And I got I got no shame moving up T-Bucks. So. Yeah. No, especially no, after, you know, you know, I don't want to say like a real hot day because I think it's supposed to be like 82, but, you know. Yeah, we're, 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 a, we're a week out, so it's tough to tell what it's going to be, but it's going to be warm. You know, it, it's been nice around here. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I think that's the key, man. And, you know, I, I texted you these the other day. I came up with like some new rules that I wanted to follow. And then I went and I played around really, really focusing on these rules, right? It was, it was a round. I played at dusk. I was by myself. I walked the course. And I just had plenty of time to think about my shots and to let bad shots go and, and really concentrate on these rules. And it it was amazing. It it was literally amazing how much better you can play when you just pull your head out of your ass and focus on playing golf. It's shocking. So, you know, my rules, my first rule now is bogey is par, right? I am just, I am looking at bogey as the new par I am north of an 18 handicap. I just need to get to 18 for right now. And that just means 18 bogeys. I can do that. That's not, there's nothing in my swing holding me back from achieving that. It is all, all it's all attitudes. Yeah. I I mean, we've covered my rules before in a previous, I I did add one to it and I actually need to read these. I try to keep them short and sweet and they're not swing thoughts. But mm-hmm. yeah, I added, uh, avoid the big number. Like when we go and yep. play 36 next week, that is my number one thought for the day on every hole. Avoid the big number. 
Yep. I, I totally agree. I've gone out with that thought before. And I have to be honest, I don't feel like it's specific enough, right? It's like saying hit more greens. Okay, great. I'd love to hit more greens. How do I do it? Right? Like I've well, gone out yeah. and like avoid the big number. And then I go seven, seven, eight in the first three holes. And I'm like, dude, all you were thinking about is avoiding the big number. Why couldn't you do it? Well, so, you probably because you grab driver and then you tried hitting a miraculous shot out of the woods and then you tried doing a flop shot near the green. Well, like, maybe. So like, yeah, maybe. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the these rules that I have here are I, I feel like help me avoid the big number without saying avoid the big number. Right, right, right. You know, no, I was thinking, I mean, we've talked about it before because we both want to keep, you know, more detailed stats of having like our own scorecards instead of, you know, just the one mm -hmm. card. So yeah, I was actually thinking of just literally like sidekick, like we'll say, cross it out and literally write in, you know, mm -hmm. a five on a part. This is now par. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, before I went and played the round the other day, I, I was watching his like break 90 video and and a few of the things he said i was like i know this like why am yeah, i not I doing it you know mm -hmm. and and it was definitely top of mind when i went to go play so i might have to watch that video like the night before we leave nah, that that's i don't want to say that I, I mean obviously i'm not sick of talking about it because we talk about it all the time but have to do it yeah it's just crazy i'm just yeah yeah that's why i was so excited i went out and i did it right it was, it was right like, talk about it i just went and did it so it was just you know i i really feel like Rule number one, bogey is par. It, it it trickles down into the rest of the rules. It totally affects the way you even approach the game, right? If I'm standing on a par four and I know that I can, I can take three shots to get there, it radically changes everything, right? I don't need to choose driver off the tee anymore. I, I don't need to... To, to take a reckless shot. I, I you know, I, I can avoid the trouble all over the course. I'm not going to be in the trees or, uh, you know, across the street. So, so I feel like <laughs> bogey, bogey is par is really a yeah. powerful rule when, when you can stand on a tee box and just accept that, especially because like my second rule is like, stay relaxed. I re I'm reading that Raymond Floyd book. I was telling you about the elements of scoring and okay. um, you know, he's like, play comfortable. He's like, play within yourself, play comfortable. Mm -hmm. so, like my second rule is relaxed concentration. Just play for bogey and then let the, let the pars and, and the birdies come, right? Or the birdies and eagles, quote unquote. Um, like just, just let those come. You don't have to be aggressively going after them. You, you, your shot dispersion pattern on approach shots is just going to get you some birdies. It's going to get you some pars. Yeah, you know. I, no doubt. I, I bet you if you just start playing for bogey more often, I mean, you could go back and look at, you know, stats or whatever. I I would almost guarantee you'll start making more pars. 100%. I, I mean, I played for bogey on that on that round. I'm looking at I'm looking at my scorecard real quick. I had one, two. Three pars and a birdie. You know, and I was mm -hmm. playing for bogey. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's just crazy. It, it's crazy. And, and I, I really think that's key. I think um, I've been checking in on that Scott Fawcett guy. He's got that decade foundations. I, I've seen a couple of the of the videos just like a, in a preview from from another thing that I pay attention to. And, it, you know, it's all about course management. And that really is what his course management philosophy boils down to, like stop. And he, he's dealing with like elite players. Right. So he's telling them, stop going for birdie. Just stop trying to make birdies. Just play the course the way you're supposed to play it. Go for your pars and the birdies will come. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, nuts. Yeah. 
so yeah, um, bogey is par, relaxed concentration. I have to focus on every shot. Uh, it's amazing to me how mentally weak I am. I have a very hard time actually focusing on every shot. I can't tell you how many times I said to the ball, it's just you and me out here today, buddy. It's just you and me, me and the ball. <laughs> and I felt like Bill Murray, I'm talking to the ball. But um, but it's true, you know, what a player, sidekick. Anything less than 100% commitment is zero commitment. And if you're not focused on what you're trying to do on that shot, you're going to mess up. Yeah, I mean, in a way, though, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on your your rules here. I, I just kind of feel like, again, it's easy to say. It's easy to say focus on every shot. I mean, how do you do that? Um, it's much harder. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that either. So. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just paying attention. And, and I do think that was a benefit of being out by myself at dusk and walking, right? Like, it wasn't like I hit a shot. I jumped in the cart. I, I raced to the ball. I was going again. I do really like walking and um, I'm pretty new to it, but, uh, but I'm digging it. And, it, and it was just being deliberate, right? Like, like we talked about, I don't mind playing with other people. I like meeting other people. I like that golf is a social game, but for whatever reason, when we're playing with another guy or two other guys, I just don't focus on my game. I just let the social aspect kind of take over and I don't focus on my shots and, and, I have to be committed to focusing on them. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that too. There's no reason you can't, you know, be cordial or friendly and chat it up and still take, you know, the 15 seconds it takes to, to that's then, it, you know, focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be like, all right, I'm now in the think box. Like, so right. Like, I'm going to actually think, and that's all I'm going to think about. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I mean, I think that one's relatively easy to do. You just have to, like you said, you just have to do it. Um, fourth rule: avoid trouble. It. What's that? I was gonna say, just do it. That that should be a slogan for Dude, someone. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. We, sh we should get into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fourth one, avoid trouble, right? So I I do have a tendency. I don't want to call it pin hunting. I'm not good enough to pin hunt, but especially if I'm chipping near a green or I got like a 50 yard shot, I, I, I will let the pin take up um, way too much of my thought process. Uh, I'm at this point now. I just want to avoid trouble and stay out of stay out of trouble. Just stay out of keep it in a good place. Yeah, there's a lot of times we'll be relatively in the same spot, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards out or whatever. And you're like, you want the range finder? And I'm like, nope. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I got the target. I know relatively how far it is. Yep. I'm not good enough to be walking off distances from pins and how far onto the green is this and where's the yeah. marker? And like, I think I there's know. a, see, I disagree with you. I think there's a difference between knowing how far it is and pin hunting. Like a lot of times if I'm, I'm getting a yardage, I just, I need to know the yardage, whether I'm actually aiming at the pin or I'm aiming at the front of the green, I need, just need to know what that is. Does it have yeah. to be the, the range finder every time? No, but, but I, I don't think asking what the yardage is means that I'm pin hunting. There's no, I, no, I know what you're not. saying, but yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of times I'll, I'll, you know, roll up to a shot and, and not like I'm sticking every green either. So maybe I should change this, but I'll be like, all right, this is, you know, a three quarter pitching wedge. Like, I don't need to know the distance, like just seeing sure. the shot. And I kind of, you know, I guess yeah. it's a little bit more feel. Yeah. But, but to me, the, the, the pin hunting is, is less about, do you know what the swing is and where are you aiming that that's, that's pin hunting. Like, am I aiming over the bunker at the pin? That's stupid. Or, right. you know, I should be aiming at the front of the green before the bunker even comes into play. Like, so I think pin hunting is more about aim and less about, you know, knowing which club to hit. 
Well, I mean, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, you could be, you know, 85 yards to the middle of the green and 65 yards to the, to the pin and that's going to change your club selection or something, you know, I mean, sure. Yeah. 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 No, it'll definitely change your club selection, but, but that goes to where you're aiming, right? If you're aiming at the middle of the green, then yeah, you want to, you want to go for that 85 yard shot, which we should probably be aiming for the middle of the green on every single approach. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> pros will probably, well, maybe not pros, but, but I mean, a lot of people would probably improve just aiming. I think even pros would. Yeah. yeah. Get the ball on the green. Yeah. I, I know the guy, the decade faucet guy is all over that. He's like, stop going for birdie. Stop aiming at the pin. Two pros. He's like, just go for the middle of the green and your birdies are going to come. Your, your shot dispersion pattern is going to take care of sticking it to the pin. You don't have to actually try to do that. But like I was, I was watching, and it was like a highlight came up on something today. And I don't remember the guy's name. It was from the tournament highlight, you know, fifteen years ago or something. And he's on eighteen, and he's got to eagle it to force a playoff. So he's yeah. hitting his, you know, approach shot into the green, and hits it a foot past the hole and backs it up, and it lips out, you know. But like he knew he had to eagle it and was trying to eagle it. Right. So I'm like, so it, it just seems very strange that when they like he can do that but yet chooses not to because he like he's good enough to you know not to every every hole you right, know right. during a tournament because he knows like yeah that one was on tv and he needs to heal that one but if you try that every time you're gonna be rolling off into bunkers you're gonna right. be you're gonna wind up short and you know play you know a tournament that way you know, 72 holes, you're probably going to lose strokes, even though right. yeah, you might get it in once, you know, every 72 mm -hmm. holes or whatever. Yeah. No, it says something about the guy that, you know, was that the last hole of the tournament and then he could, he could do that. It's awesome. But yeah, if he did that all 72 holes, he, he, he'd blow up. Right. Well, so yeah. So um, yeah, last rule is just forgive and forget, right? Bad shots happen. I don't have to change the plan after one bad shot. It makes me think of Stonebridge last time. I hit a four iron off the first tee. It wasn't bad. It had a little left leak in it. And I, I completely abandoned that club after that. Uh, it was very silly. So just trying to forgive and forget. This is golf. I mean, I think it was uh, one of the old school guys, like Walter Hagen, one of those guys was like, I go out every round with like a quota of seven to nine bad shots like i just know they're coming right you know? like you just have to wasn't even like it wasn't even a bad shot you made the hole a little longer because it held off a little left yeah one. no it was fine Hairs. yeah yep. yeah no it was totally fine but uh but yeah but i had these rules really set in mind went and played nine holes well, i guess it was friday and and yeah and shot a 43 i was i was pretty pretty stoked man and and that was with a triple to lead it all off I mean, yeah, I mean, very convenient. No. You, shoot, you shoot a 43 when you're alone. Just very convenient. There. Yes. yes, no doubt about <laughs> it. I, I honestly think it's weird because like being alone is helpful. It really no, is. No, totally. One of my best scores at the divide was, I believe it was nine holes, um, was alone. Same thing at dusk. Mm -hmm. I, you know, yep. was years ago, I think it was like a 44 when I was like lucky to break 100, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I was just yeah no it was awesome i think i called you when i was leaving i was like a golf course at dusk is is my happy place like that's that's where i want to be you know? hear that man yeah so 
I mean, I get, yeah, I, I guess the, the main question is, you know, can you keep the momentum going? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I did play a practice round today and uh, it wasn't nearly as good. Um, but it's weird now that it wasn't nearly as good. I'm not thinking, oh, my swing sucks. Oh, I got to go practice driver. Oh, man, I got to get my irons. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Can't get off the tee. I got to focus. Right. I need to focus better. And that's, you know, not that it's easy to do, but that's a lot easier to try to do than, oh, I got to get it. I got a little lesson. I got to do this. I was actually hitting the ball really well in the, in the, the round, the second round that I played uh, more of a practice round, but I wasn't scoring at all. I couldn't putt for the life of me. The greens are crazy at the place I was playing. Um, I went for too many like long approaches, 165 yards, 180 yards, and I'm going for the green in two. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, uh, like on the fifth hole, I woke up and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like totally against your bogey is par philosophy. Like, why are you trying yeah. to hit greens from 170? Like, this is silly. You're, you're leaving yourself in bad spots. Like, you know, I, I was just making bad decisions and that can be fixed immediately. So I was glad that I noticed it. I tried to make better decisions moving, moving on after that did a little bit better. But, uh, but yeah, I really do think there was nothing special about my swing this day when I, when I shot the 43. I just have to focus. I just have to do the right thing. Make smart decisions. Make conservative choices. I think conservative like club choices, conservative targets, but, um, but aggressive swings, right? Like make solid swings, aggressive swings. You know, believing in, in your game, believing in your decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's the key. Yeah, I mean, you got to – yeah, I mean – said it's commitment you gotta you gotta commit to it you gotta you know if you're stuck between an eight and a nine no matter what you choose you gotta believe it's the right choice and i think something you said you know a minute ago was big too like yeah you woke up on the fifth hole that can't happen anymore it's gotta happen right gotta have a car on the way there yeah yeah yeah, exactly you know five holes is too many it's too many doubles to now go score an 88 yeah like yep totally with you in my defense, I was going there to chip and putt. I was just going to chip and putt. I had no plans on playing. I wasn't thinking about a playing strategy or anything. But when I got there, as you know, it was raining in, in Charlotte today. And when I got there, um, the place was empty. Like like literally nobody in the parking lot. So I was like, oh, man, if it's this empty, maybe I'll go play. You know. So I go up to the pro shop and it's locked. I'm like, oh my goodness, they, they, they left. I was like, man, but I, I texted you. I'm like, am I a jerk if I go out and play, you know? And, uh, but it was just so empty. And in this place is a muni in the middle of the city and it's never empty. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to play. I'm, 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 I'm forget chipping and putting. I'm going to play. And I did see some people out there in some carts while I was playing. I was like, oh man, this guy's going to come over and start yelling at me. <laughs> so like my head wasn't really totally into, right. into I, I wasn't preparing on in the car on the way there. Cause I didn't think I was going to play. And then even after I teed off, I was still for a few holes like, oh man, is someone going to come, you know, get get angry, but nobody cared. So, so next time it rains in Charlotte, I'm going to beeline there to play nine holes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yes, sir. So yeah, I mean, that's my story, man. So I'm sticking to it. It's going to be a turning point. Um, I'm going to crush you at the first major. I just want you to be aware of that. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
all right. If you want to wrap this one up and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick around you and I and um, record the next one and, and chat a little bit about the next major or well, the Let's first major, it. I should say. Let's do it. All right. Catch you in a bit. Later. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. You can also check out the show notes at yourstillaway.com and follow us on Twitter at YSA Podcast or on Instagram at Your Still Away Podcast. Also, you can get more detailed email updates on my journey to get to a single digit handicap at chasing80.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Till then, hit them straight.